What's up, everybody? This is Majet from Diva Girl Tribe, and you're listening to the Diva Girl Radio Podcast, the show that connects, supports, educates, and empowers people who want fun, unique, and diverse experiences in their lives and businesses. Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining me. You could have been somewhere else doing something else, but you decided to be here and you're tuning in. So for that, I'm truly, truly grateful. Oh my God, I'm so excited for our guest for today. I want to welcome our fabulous guest today, Alexandra Bernard Simmons. Say hello, Alexandra. Hi, everyone. Hi, divas. (laughs) Listen, let me read you. Her bio, Alexandra Bernard Simmons has mastered both the business and creative world as a successful entrepreneur, author, and entertainer. With her background as a choreographer and overall entertainer, Alexandra has worked with MTV, VH1, BET, Comcast Cable, True TV, ABC, and A&E Network, to name a few. She had a role in the Step Up Dance Movie Trilogy. She also opened and shared the stage with legends like Bobby Brown, Naughty by Nature, Mr. Vegas, shot videos with French Montana, shared a stage last year, was it last year, with Wendy Williams? And Sherry Shepard, yeah, Yeah. Tiffany Cross. And she had interviewed countless celebrities like Lance Gross, Buster Rhymes, and many, many more, right? So over the years, um, she's also worked with Alec Baldwin, um, been a guest on Dr. Oz. Um, She was on that show with um, Strahan, right? Yeah, and national, and you know, like all these different national TV shows. And she has been featured by Essence Magazine for her fashion sense and travel spirit via her international, internationally acclaimed blog, Travel Bitten Lex. As CEO of the Evolution of Hip Hop LLC, she runs her growing performance arts company and her Think Like a Boss movement. Oh, I want to talk about this organization. Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Boss, which is an international award-winning women empowerment organization created by women, led by women to help women. Oh, Alexandra, you are a very accomplished woman. What a resume. Thank you. When, I, when I'm here listening, I'm like, Dad, that sounds crazy. Girls all over the place, huh? <laughs> but um, yes, yes, I'm so blessed to be able to do what I love while helping people at the same time. It's, it's just such a blessing, such a blessing. Yeah. And um, you know, you're, you're super busy and still you have the time to, you know, to offer your time to women like me, other, you know, other babe bosses who are, you know, like a need to introduce women like you to our community. Um, The last time that you graced the stage of Diva Girl was back in 2017. Um, And it was such an honor to have you at our event. And we hope that we get to have you back. Yes, I cannot wait. I miss the Philly girls. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Uh, where are you? Like, um, tell the audience where you I'm located in New Jersey, but we have three offices. We have one in New York, one in Mm -hmm. Newark, New Jersey, and one in Central New Jersey. I see. Um, Yeah. And did you grow up in the area of New Jersey? Where where are you from? So one of my favorite things is that I am New York born, Jersey raised. So originally (laughs) I'm from 
Bronx, New York. I'm a BX girl, I okay? I see. And uh, and then I, I moved to New Jersey, um, the Newark area first, and then Roselle, New Jersey. So I'm mm-hmm. a Jersey girl. You know, I've been here for the, you know, for most of my life. But New York still gives you that, you know, that, ah, that pizzazz <laughs> that yes, some yes. Jersey girls don't have. So both. both yeah. Both. I hear you because to be honest with you, like, um, like, well, I grew up in the Philippines and then I moved to to the United States when I was 16 and I lived in Philly um, and I lived in Philly for over 20 years. And then, you know, we, uh, we I got pregnant and then we got to move to the suburbs. So right now, actually, I live in New Jersey. So I feel you. I, I've been here for like 10 years now. So I got that Jersey girl thing going on, too. Um <laughs> However, like we're, I'm so close to Philly, so I still, my license is still Pennsylvania, you know, my address is still Philly. So, you know, it's like that city, that, you know, that city vibe that I truly love and what truly represents me more than um, the suburbs, which I also love, right? So, so I hear you on that. Yeah. Um, so obviously you did not wake up one day and became all of these, right? Nope. I'm curious. I'm curious. What's your background and how did you become the boss babe that you are now? So that's a great question. So my background is actually in technology. <laughs> oh, when I went to I went to college, I was a double major. I always knew I wanted to be a teacher. So one of my degrees is in that. But my second degree is actually in marketing communications. So when I graduated college, I got a job in tech and it was a great paying job. I mean, I was making six figures before I was 25. Um, But while I was there, even though I was, you know, I was successful, right? You know, great relationship, already had a home, you know, making all this money. I was spiritually sound. And I'm just like, how can I share this with the world? This is one thing that we have to understand, we have to send the ladder back down for success. It's not just for us, right? So once I figured out what was kind of working, I'm like, how can I teach this? Because I'm a teacher at heart. I'm always a teacher at heart. That degree did mean something to me. And so I made sure that I brought it back to everyone. But while I was in tech, that is not Alexandra. The tech world is not Alexandra, right? It was the brainiac part of my side. It it was like the, the, you know, working hard, and especially as a woman of of color, honey, Mm. in the tech industry, it was kind of showing people what you got. You know, it was a lot of those things, but it wasn't me. Mm. Mm -hmm. So even though I was learning so much, my soul was kind of dying. Mm. And I needed to be the creator that I was. So I was still dancing. I was kind of teaching, treating my, my passions as a side hustle. I was done with a meeting with Google. I'm like, all right, guys, I got to head out. But all I was doing was going to dance practice. Or I was going to Radio City Music Hall to get to do a show. Right? So I was literally treating my passions like this side chick. And I'm like, this is not really, you know, what I want to do. So I started the evolution of hip hop whilst working and technology. My, my company, you know, my job became my investor, right? Because <laughs> I was already making six figures. So we're going to put this all into what I really want to do. So after, again, learning, you know, success, teaching it, learning entrepreneurship, being successful, leaving the nine to five completely to become a full-time entrepreneur, 
that is all that I teach through Think Like a Boss. This is not untested advice. This is everything that I went through, everything that I learned, and I am taking it back to black and brown women that look like me because we can all make it. That is the point. That mm -hmm. is the point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, thank you so much for sharing that. I had no clue that you were in tech. No, um, I love when you said that my job was my first funder, right? Like that, that's where I get my capital to run my passion, yeah. right? And, and we got to stop somewhere. Um, and let me let me take you back further, further, right? Like um, further before you decide that you were going to go to tech. I mean, like what inspired you to be creative? Like where did that come? Where was that all rooted from? So it's funny how things are passed down through DNA, right? That, that's why, you know, especially, I don't know, you know, in the Philippines, like our culture, like we give homage to our ancestors. Like we know how important that is, right? So um, this, I didn't know at the time, but I just was always a dancer. I didn't know that my great, great grandmother was the best dancer in Dominican Republic. <laughs> I had no idea. This is something I learned afterwards, but this was just an innate skill that I was mm -hmm. born with. Mm -hmm. um, and it's funny because, you know, my parents, when we were, when I was younger and living in the Bronx and living in, in Jersey, we didn't have money for dance school. Mm -hmm. So I became a professional dancer touring internationally with no dance classes ever. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's just to put that talent in perspective, right? That's mm -hmm. what innate DNA talent looks like. Mm -hmm. um, so Michael Jackson was my first dance teacher. I tell people that all the time. He was my first dance teacher. I learned to moonwalk. That was my first thing. So I always knew I was going to be a creative, but this is the important part right here. In high school, in the yearbook, you know, under your picture, they say, you know, what do you want to do when you get older? And I put in that yearbook at 17 years old that I'm going to be a professional dancer and I'm going to open my own dance school one day. Talk about put it in the universe. <laughs> totally, Words have totally. power. Words have mm -hmm. power. And I can still go in that yearbook, see my little 17-year-old faith, you know, mm -hmm. with that quote on the bottom, telling people what I was going to do. And I mm -hmm. did it. Did it take me longer? Did you? Know, of course, because I wasn't trained. But that dance school opened, okay, mm -hmm. in 2012. Mm -hmm. So we really have to understand and really foster and, 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 and you know, make sure we, we take our passions and we nurture it and turn it into something because our passions aren't a mistake. Our talents aren't a mistake. Something that I do so well without even trying, that is a God-given gift. And when God gives you a gift, it is your job to give it to the world. Yeah. So that's exactly what I did. And I always knew I was going to be a creative. And one thing I'm not going to do is turn my back on myself. I don't care how much money I was making in tech. This is not for me. It was part of the journey. I mm -hmm. need to know what big money looks like, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> so yeah. I could make it for myself later, but it wasn't for me to stay there. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, the, like I'm trying to picture that time when you realize that, um, okay, this is enough working the nine to five and I need to really put on my 100% right into my business. Like how did that evolve? So that's a great question. And that's a question that a lot of my clients actually ask me now, right? Because at that time I was already a mom. 
already ah. had a mortgage. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. I, I was all of these things already, family woman, all of these things. So at this point, we now have to take calculated risks. Mm -hmm. A lot of women don't even like taking risks, period. Yeah. yeah. So now it's like, how do you plan for this calculated risk? So what I did was I became a minimalist. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. what that meant was, yes, you felt that, right? Oh, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. By that is. We need to stop buying all this stuff that I do not need. Pay mm -hmm. down all my debt. It was a plan, an exit strategy. Mm -hmm. Because there's no way that I can still live on the lifestyle of $180,000, $190,000 a year. Because, honey, Evolution, Evolution Hip Hop was only making thirty a year. <laughs> you know? And then when I left, we was only making forty, fifty a year. So mm -hmm. it was literally... Paying everything down to the basin. How much do I need for mortgage, phone, utilities, and car? Mm -hmm. That's the number that I had to make sure that I cleared every month. Because this is a sacrifice that I had to make if I wanted my freedom. This is, that's, sometimes that's the step that people are not willing to take. Mm -hmm. Like for me, I don't care about labels. I don't care about anything like that. I'm not working that hard to give my money to somebody else in that manner. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it was really that exit strategy when I really got to the point where I can clear that monthly with my business, I was gone. Mm -hmm. I was gone. And then when you know what you what you need to clear monthly, you double that. Then you triple that. And then you keep going every month. But it takes discipline and right now in america it's hard for some people to go to the minimalist mindset because mm -hmm. we want this we want to buy this we saw this on tv we want to i don't give a i don't care about none of that stuff i want my freedom i'm gonna retire in my 40s mm -hmm. yeah. yeah so the picture for me looks completely different mm -hmm. yeah uh, that's why I felt that when you said, you know, you became a minimalist. I'm like, that's the total opposite of what society expects from us. Right. Right. And it's like, okay, how did you do that? Right. And then you went into like having a plan. Right. And what you just said about like sacrificing to achieve, to achieving freedom. Right. Sacrificing all that stuff that you got used to when you had that payment of, you know, the six figure payment, the lifestyle and realize, I guess, you know, when we become minimalist, like we prioritize the important things in our lives. Right. And then and because of that, we get to 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 do what truly brings us joy and fulfillment um, and, and lead us to a place where, you know, a place of freedom where we really want to be. Yes. Entrepreneurship is freedom. We really have to change the perspective of what this looks like, right? Mm -hmm. Like, is everybody trying to become an entrepreneur to be a millionaire? Possibly. But at the end of the day, it's sustainability and freedom. The fact that you don't have to, you know, ask your boss to parent your child. Yeah. That was one of the biggest things for me. I really had to ask my boss to take the afternoon off to go take care of my sick child, I'm yeah. the mother. I shouldn't need to ask anybody for permission to parent my child, mm -hmm. right? So when you think about things like this, like, no, it's, it's a different type of shackle. You know, it's a different type of um, slavery, right? So it's like, 
once you free your mind of that, entrepreneurship is freedom. Yeah. 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 And that's what I like the most about entrepreneurship, the autonomy that I have, right? Uh, um, Especially with my schedule. Mm -hmm. But then entrepreneurship is also not easy, right? You're talking about discipline and how important that is because everybody got a great idea, right? But when it comes to making it happen, doing the work, that's why the idea never comes to life. So tell us more about, you know, discipline. So discipline, believe it or not, I'm about to get a little spiritual on you. Go for it. But, um, discipline is actually wrapped in self-love. Mm. Entrepreneurship and success is actually entrenched in self-love. Mm. Some business owners don't even think they deserve success. Mm-hmm. Some business owners are afraid of success and a lot of that is rooted in how they view themselves where their confidence level may be correct Mm -hmm. so when you are disciplined about something think about you know a diet or anything like that you have to be able to do it for yourself 100 percent. yeah so if you are not in the, the receiving mode of deservability and your abundance and your birthright of wealth and happiness and abundance, you're not even gonna be able to get to the money. Mm-hmm. So a lot of my clients that I have for business consultant consulting, I find that they actually need a Reiki session first. Mm-hmm. Because what's happening is you're blocking your own success because of some trauma that is actually stuck in your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what actually, cause I've been a Reiki practitioner for eight years. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that I actually wrapped into my work. That's why when we say think like a boss, it's really becoming the CEO of your life and mm-hmm. taking back control. So even though entrepreneurship is one of the things we talk about, health and wellness and spirituality are one of our big topics as well. Because the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. Mm -hmm. So you as a person, if you're a little helter-skelter in there, that's going to manifest in your business. It's going to manifest in your house. It's going to manifest at your job. It's going to manifest in the way that you parent your children. Mm -hmm. So it really goes back to that alignment, the spiritual Mm -hmm. alignment. I don't care who your source is, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can all get to that spiritual alignment because that's that yeah. inner work. Yeah. So I see that crossover happen a lot in the work that I do. So I make sure that I actually have both services available. That is important. Um, and that is kind of like, it, it's still unique, right? A lot of coaches go straight to, you know, like the um, logistics, right? And not working on um, what what happened to you, like the traumas that are stuck in you, right? Um, and I'm a trauma therapist, and I totally believe that, right? Like, because um, you can have goals, and you can have the strategies. But if, if you don't have the mindset, you can't do that. And then, and then people start preaching about mindset, and you're like, 
and, and someone would not get that concept because they're stuck in their negative feedback loop, right? And that negative feedback loop, loop is the trauma that happened to them that created this mindset of lack, of I can't do it, I don't deserve it, right? I'm not accepted, I'm not loved. And then, you know, and then, and then the coach wonder, why can't you do it? There's something wrong with you or you're just not disciplined. But then you're telling us, discipline is aligned with spirituality and self-love when you're disciplined it's it's about loving yourself right taking care of you first taking doing the inner work right and reiki is it's a way to to you know to process and heal the traumas and the mindset um to get you to again where you want to go oh alexandra <laughs> That's good. That's good. And we, and then, you know, some people just don't know that trauma changes the brain. Oh, heck yeah. Right. Yes. And that, see, I didn't know you were the trauma therapist. That means, okay, <laughs> you may have clients for me, honey. Um, yeah. But yes, trauma changes the brain. So sometimes we have to go back and heal that inner child in that business owner to even get them to where they want to be. Cause I can give them the blueprint from the Rudy yeah. to you. Yeah. It won't work. Yeah. 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 No, 100%. Um, yeah. Like, um, and, you know, and not adding to that the generational traumas, right? That our ancestors and our family and our parents have learned to survive, right? Survive. And then that we got that, we saw that, and then we're living that. And it's so hard to get out of that mindset, that thinking, that narrative, right? So it's it's amazing how you as a business coach um, talk about that, right? Because that is important. Yeah. Not a lot of business coaches do that. Good. I, I just want to see my clients win, right? We are yeah. stuck in what we have belief systems. And, yes. and I always say, whatever you believe is true. <laughs> so okay. how do we fix those belief systems, especially with brown and uh, black and brown people, right? Yeah. Our belief systems around money. Oh, oh yes. Oh, oh yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, it, it, it's generation of that, right? Like, you know, yes. I remember growing up, like my mom don't want, didn't want me to play Monopoly because it's about money. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, well, back then I'm like, okay, you know, but, but not realizing that's such a great training for a child to handle money and Big investments, right? Yeah. Yeah, because you know, money is the root of all evil. Yes. So now we have to be poor in order to get into heaven. Not me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not me. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so tell me more about like um, you know, act like a lady and think like a boss, because I know that you host events conferences and even trips abroad and you're going to Italy in September so please like more about your organization your company. absolutely so think like a boss again we started think like a boss in 2014 mm -hmm. so we are going we're on our nine years nine years now right yeah yes yeah. nine years yeah oh my god I can't believe we're nine so <laughs> Um, with Think Like a Boss, again, like I said, becoming the CEO of your life and taking back control. So we mm -hmm. do touch on different topics. So like I said, we have the entrepreneurship. So that comes with the uh, business consulting. We have our events where we kind of speak about finance. We speak about 
health and wellness. We speak about relationships, which is very important because who you marry, honey, that can change your whole perspective in life. And we really have to be careful with that. So we talk about that as well. We have our retreats. We added a spiritual retreat. So I have a spiritual retreat where I'm just um, helping people with their healing process, clearing chakras and everything that happens in Tulum. Um, In 2024, we're actually going to to Thailand. So I'm very excited about that. And then we have our regular retreats where it's kind of turn up, you know, um, and we go to different places around the world. Uh, Last year, we went to Greece. And this year, like you said, we're going to Italy. We have the Think Like a Boss programs in schools, right? For teens. It's very mm-hmm. important to catch them before those belief systems set in, right? Yeah. I do, everything yeah. I do is with intention. I remember how, you know, at that age, we were dreaming big and people were telling you to, to do this, to like make it smaller. So to catch them in that time in order to like let them understand what their dreams can look like is very important to me. Um, then we have the Think Like a Boss book. We're actually um, releasing the second one. The last one was Mm -hmm. 2016. I think that's the one I brought to your event. I have one of those books. Yes, yes. yes. I have the second edition coming out. All this knowledge that I learned from 2016 to now. It's like business is almost like technology. It changes a lot. So the second edition is actually being released this month. So I'm so excited about that. And um, the podcast and, you know, the TV show, we have the clothing line, right? This is like a lifestyle brand, the lifestyle brand for women, like, because you're a boss, you're a boss. Mm-hmm. And, it, and then I always tell people, it doesn't always mean entrepreneurship, right? Because entrepreneurship mm-hmm. is not for everyone. It's mm-hmm. really just knowing that you can control the controllables. Because a lot mm-hmm. of people's anxiety comes from things they cannot control. Mm -hmm. So now if we're talking about finances, if we're talking about this, if we're making plans for this, you will feel like you're in more control of the controllables in your life. And that's really something that we want to do. This is how we empower people. We give them the knowledge, right? We give them the confidence to go out there and conquer their goals wherever it may be. I love it. Control the controllables, right? And we do need some guidance on that and reminding us what we can control and what we have to let go. Um, I I love it. Listen, I heard you say so many things that you're doing, podcast, TV show, spiritual retreat, fun retreat, and, you know, and going to schools, right? Training young girls. Um, And it's like, um, I am curious, like how do you manage all all of this? Like, how do you stay mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically healthy um, or balanced, right? Um, And I'm also curious, are you always like this or or were your parents like this and you saw that? Like, like, as a trauma therapist, like, oh, my my radar is coming up. Like, what happened to you that made you who you are, right? So, So I digress, I guess. There was a lot answer of whatever that. question. That's a lot of questions. So I digress. You answer whatever question you would like to answer first. So the first thing I would like to answer is a question about balance. I don't yes. really believe in balance. I believe in harmony. Oh. So if you think about, because you know I used to play an instrument, right? So when you think about a band and an orchestra, right? Everyone is playing a different instrument for the same song. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it may be the drums part. Sometimes it's the wind, you know, sometimes it's, you know, the, the brass, right? So 
what needs the attention at that time? Because what's happening is balance is not really that feasible when one thing may need your attention over the other, right? Mm -hmm. So I had to get that out my head first in order to not be overwhelmed. Learn the orchestra, learn the music, mm -hmm. learn the rhythm. That's mm -hmm. one. Two, as a spiritualist, right? I am radical in self-love and self-care. Oh, radical, radical self-love. We need to speak more about that. Yeah, yeah, please go ahead, yeah. So my morning rituals, right, is two hours long. And I do that every day, honey. 365 days a year. Mm -hmm. I wake up at 6 a.m. and I'm done around, you know, 8, 8.30. And sometimes that self-care might be sleeping in. Mm -hmm. Some days it's yoga. Some days it's wine in the body, right? <laughs> Every day it's meditation, mm -hmm. right? I meditate for a, between 30 minutes to 45 minutes. I can go for an hour because I've been doing it for a while. So I can do it up until an hour. Um, every day it looks different. I have to tune into myself first to see what I need. Some days it's just prayer. I'm talking to my God, right? Mm -hmm. Or some days it's journaling. Like it looks different every day, but it's that two hours that I have for myself for self-regulation. Yes. Maybe when I'm regulated, nobody can touch me. Yeah, I agree. I'm in traffic like, hey, all right, well. I can't control this pattern, so we just gonna be in the car, right? Like when you're self-regulated, nothing can knock you over. And then at night, I have an hour ritual. Take a shower with no lights, only candles. Mm -hmm. That's every day, every night. No, um, no light. I have my journal. I have some activities that that I work on. Like sometimes I do um shadow work, right? Because yeah. I'm as a healer, I'm still healing myself. This is mm -hmm. a ongoing journey mm -hmm. and I need to make sure I am clear to help my clients mm -hmm. so that self-care and um, self-love is radical and I do not change it for anybody or anything because that's how I'm, I'm able to be this light it's so easy for me I'm not fighting the darkness I'm not mm -hmm. fighting you know a bad diet I am a raw I, I eat raw and plant-based Right. So I'm not fighting toxins. I don't drink. I don't smoke. My temple is supposed to be my best friend until I leave this earth. So I treat her as such. I do not ignore my inner child. You know what I just did, girl? I signed up for martial arts. I'm going to be a I'm going to be a black belt by the time I'm 40, because I <laughs> promised seven year old Alex that I was going to be a black belt. And now at 37, yeah, I'm on to yellow. OK. So yes. this, these are the, these are the things this it has to be radical. We are living in a place where they're teaching you the opposite of all that. I know. Okay. And the last question, which I thought I wanted to answer as well. Um, Mike, a lot of my confidence is rooted in my people's history. You asked about, you know, parents and, and things like that. Um, being a Haitian woman, knowing that my people were the first black people to free themselves from slavery with no guns, with, with their spirituality, you know, that they brought to, um, to that island from Africa. That gives me power. I feel like I have a thousand ancestors behind me and I stomp through a room. Mm 
I don't just walk. I stump in every room that I enter because I know the power that's behind me. Um, another thing, my disposition, right? I'm a fire sign. I'm an Aries. I know that I was born into that sign with that ram energy to, to complete what I have to do in this lifetime. Um, my mother, we call her mama boss. Everybody in the boss tribe knows mama boss. She's loud. She's obnoxious. She's a Leo, you know? So Ooh. when you're raised by someone who had radical confidence, yeah, it trickles down. Mm -hmm. So that's why as parents, we really have to be careful what we're giving our children because the children are paying attention. So when I see my mom walk into rooms with swag, I'm right behind her with the same shoulder action. That's mm -hmm. my mother. Mm -hmm. That's my mother. Right. Mm -hmm. So that I feel like that was important in my upbringing. Also, my dad. I, it's so funny. I sent my dad the message, a message the other day on Facebook. I'm like, Papa, I love you so much. And I was just like, thank you so much for loving me the way that you did. You made me a spoiled princess brat. And as a result, my deservability? Oh, like, honey, you got to come correct. My dad treated me like a princess. So you have to come correct. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? So it's just really, really things like that. It, it really plays um, an important part. It really plays an important part. And was there trauma in there as well? Absolutely. It's my job to heal the traumas. Mm -hmm. I don't blame my parents anymore, right? Because mm -hmm. sometimes we are so angry at our parents. We don't know what they were carrying. We're talking yeah. about people that immigrated to this country. Oh, no. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Their struggle looked completely different from ours. Mm -hmm. So again, that comes with clearing the heart chakra, forgiveness, mm -hmm. right? Um, mm -hmm. And these, again, I do not give untested advice. I healed a lot of my work, my trauma first in order for me to be the light for others. It starts with me. When you heal yourself first, you heal the generation before you and the generation after you. 100%. My son has been meditating since he was 10 years old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's such a beautiful soul. Such a beautiful soul, right? But if I didn't do that work, I would have now tainted his soul if I didn't get rid of some of those belief systems, mm -hmm. right? So all this is encompassing. And I tell my clients this all the time. I'm like, we're going to talk about the business. But while we're doing that, I ask them those questions. I ask them questions. I'm like, so, huh, why don't you want to do this? Sounds like you're scared. Like, I will say things like that. And they, now we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Wow, um, you are talking my love language. You said a lot of things that I truly believe. I love it. Um, I've done shadow work too, and it's scary, but beautiful. What a beautiful experience. But when you talked about being regulated, right? And, and, we, and it's important for our nervous system. Being regulated, you know, practicing the, you know, being grounded and doing the self-love and self-care to be grounded and regulated. And when we show up to the world, like what you're saying, as regulated, our nervous system is calm, nothing bothers us. The uncertainties, the triggers, okay, it's not personal, right? right. And so I love that. And how you said that, you know, kids, like I have a 10-year-old girl too. Uh, well, you're, you have a son uh, and I've met him, right? Like I never met your husband too. And, you know, and it's like the... You know, like they don't listen much, they watch, right? 
They watch us. Yeah. And I love your story of how you, your, your mama boss, right, walks into a room with a swagger. You can't help but swagger too, right? So I 100% believe that. And I'm a Leo. So, you know, oh, your mom. <laughs> so you understand that Leo energy. <laughs> yeah. talking about how your parents were right like they yeah like um trauma and our parents right it's like you're right like we all have had our own traumas or complex traumas right it's not always a shock trauma however we we have to take account of accountability now as grown-ups right like that inner child you were talking about inner child too girl oh my god i can talk to you for hours um like taking care of the inner child, right? Like right now as a grown up, we can't expect that from our parents. Our parents did the best that they could with what they have and what their parents had given them, right? So when we take care of our inner child, what, like what you're saying, you gotta take care of yourself and it heals not only us, but the, the generations before us and this generations coming after us. Alexandra, what an, what, wisdom wisdom from the beginning to up to now that you're sharing right now and and i i truly appreciate that thank you thank you so much yeah oh um well you know what i'm gonna ask some rapid fire questions if that's okay <laughs> yeah let's do it yeah 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 so rapid fire questions are short questions with short answers one sentence or one word answers no thinking okay so here we go but they're fine they're fine so here we go um you ready yes okay who is a famous person you would like to meet dead or alive and why Ooh. okay um the first one is michael jackson i'm sorry um he yes. opened my eyes to philanthropy Right. Mm. Um, I know everybody knows him as an entertainer, but that song, Man in the Mirror, changed my life at seven years old. And I knew that purpose actually had to do with giving back. And I know it was rapid questions, but I had to say, Mama, oh, Oprah has oh, yeah. Think Like a Boss is actually modeled from Oprah and what she the several things that she does under an umbrella. And I kind of like try to mirror that. I love it. Um, where would you rather be right now? Uh, I would rather be in Egypt. Um, I trace some of my ancestry back to Egypt. I saw that. Yes. Yeah. And um, when I'm there, I feel different even on a cellular, cellular level, molecule level. Like I can feel it. Yeah. Wow. I saw that. Um, and what's your superpower? Oh, my superpower is, um, oh, that's a good one. I have so many. I feel like my superpower is, helping you find yours. Ooh, yeah. Um, okay, well, what's your kryptonite? My kryptonite is... My kryptonite? <laughs> <laughs> what did you just realize? <laughs> I was saying this to my husband the other day. If you don't do something to my child, I'm just a different person. It doesn't matter how much regulation I have. I always say this <laughs> to my husband, like, for some reason, I, 
it's it's bad. I'm like, that's my baby. And my baby's such a good baby. When I say baby, I mean he's 18 years old right now. Yeah. But he's such a good boy. And I will mama bear you to death and do not play with me. And that is definitely my kryptonite. <laughs> he's um he's a senior in high school, right? He's going to college or yeah, he's, he's a senior, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And lastly, you got you get six rapid questions. So you're just so fabulous. So lastly, what's your favorite word? Oh, love, honey. Oh, love. Word. I lead with love. That's what makes everything so easy. The love that I have for myself is the same love that I give to everyone else. So it is so easy for me to do my work because everyone is a reflection of me. And when I see that connection with love, when you look at everything with love, we make decision off of two things, love or fear. And when you make that decision out of love, it's always the right decision. Lead with love. Yeah, yeah. I love that. <laughs> well, on that note, I want to say thank you for sharing your wisdom, your kindness, your love to me and to our Diva Girl community. Thank you. You're so welcome. And see you guys soon, Divas. I know. Oh, my God. We need to have you back on our Diva Girl stage. So I always end our podcast with, you know, with last words from our guests. But, um, but I want to ask you first, would you like to invite anyone um, to everyone listening today to anything that's coming up for you? Yeah, sure. We still have some spots for our retreat in September. Um, like we said earlier, we're going to Italy, we're going to Florence, um, Rome, and the Amalfi Coast. So it's going to be beautiful. Um, the new book, again, that's dropping soon. Uh, you can just go to the website. This is a business workbook. So I'm switching it up. So mm -hmm. this is work that you can apply right away. It's kind of like having your own business consultant right in front of you. So that is dropping soon. So please, please, please uh, look for that. And we're probably going to have our next event at Women's History Month. So I'm still trying to figure out what it's going to be. Oh. Like it's going to be fun because we always have a good time, right? But you just have to join 100%. our email list at actladythinkboss.com to make sure you're updated with all the cool things that we do. Definitely. And we will have all her links on our show notes. So, Alexandra, what will be your parting words to our listeners today? Dreams only work if you do, honey. So it's time to get it together. Lovely. Thank you so much. And with that, we say adios. Bye. Thank you for listening. We hope to see you at our upcoming events. Go to divagirltribe.com or follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at divagirltribe. Become a member and join our Diva Girl 411 Facebook group.